another episode of Dr. Me First. It's me, Dr. freaking Aaron Wiseman, your colleague in medicine and coach in life. And I am talking today with one of my mentors. Gosh, she means the world to me. I'm so glad I finally got her to get here on the podcast. This is Dr. Robin Alley Hay. Not only is she my friend, she's an OBGYN colleague. This woman coaches my pants off every time I talk to her, and I am so excited to spotlight her today. We're going to talk about life after 50, what she calls the fuck at 50s. (laughs) I love it so much. We talk about mom guilt, career guilt, and how self-compassion changed her life. So join us for this conversation. You will not be disappointed. But before we jump into that, I need to tell you about another wonderful founding member of the Doctor Podcast Network, Dr. Phil Boucher. He's one of my favorite pediatricians. He's also in the Midwest, and he's got a fabulous podcast called Raising Good Parents. It's so good. It's hilarious, by the way. But I want to talk about what he's doing with Private Practice Matters. So we're a month into 2021, and you're finally ready to commit this year to being better than last year in 2020, but you're still spending your evenings catching up on notes when you could be leaving work with a clean slate. Well, OnTime MD teaches physicians critical time management strategies tailored specifically for the unique needs that we have. These strategies cover the exam room, inbox, EHR, meetings, and more. A popular module is how to delegate without dumping. Hmm. And it addresses how to delegate tasks to your staff in a way that doesn't make them feel dumped on and actually inspires them to do their best work. So course creator, my friend, Dr. Phil Boucher, pediatrician, podcaster, all things wonderful, wants you to join other physicians and understand the value of your time. But that struggling to make a clear, executable plan of action is getting you nowhere. So join him today and save 15% if you use the promo code 2021. You're welcome. (laughs) You also get a money back guarantee if you don't reclaim three hours of your week in the first two months. Now that's bomb. Now is your chance to join On Time MD and reclaim your time for good. Go over to drpodcastnetwork.com backslash On Time MD all together to get started. You will not Be sad that you did this. Welcome to the podcast, my friend, my fellow colleague, my matron elephant saint, Dr. Robin Alley Hay. I have to tell everyone, Robin and I met through the magic of the internet a couple of years ago. I don't remember exactly which platform. I want to say maybe LinkedIn. No. Oh, my God. How can I forget this? I know exactly how we met. I read your story about burnout and suicidal thoughts as an OBGYN. And I was like sitting at my computer going, holy shit, I must know this woman. She knows my inner core. And so then I got on LinkedIn and I found you and I sent you like a message that probably said something along the lines of, holy shit, you just wrote my story on Kevin MD. I must know (laughs) you. And that was how our friendship started now that I think about it. I forgot that. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, it was like I remember. And then I went to your website and I started reading more about you. 
Because I'm a real person. Like, I do these things just like everybody else. And I went on your website and I learned that you were an OBGYN, that you were just like a badass doctor, and that you had kept the facade of like nothing bothered you forever and ever and ever. And it was in retirement that you finally felt free to tell your experience in medicine. Yeah, that's right. And then since then, you just been letting it all hang out. And I just so appreciate it. I know. And it's difficult sometimes. But, you know, once you retire, I don't have to worry about boards or hospital boards or questions on licensure. You know, I can let it all hang out. And I am living vicariously through you because of that. Because that honestly is still a fear of mine, even though I say a lot of things on this podcast and I put out a lot of things into the world. There's always that little bit of fear in the background of like, oh, you're going to be found out. You're going to be caught. You're going to get put in bad doctor jail. Oh, absolutely. And I don't have that anymore. Although I feel that I still feel that I'm still the imposter. You know, that doesn't necessarily go away, but it gets easier and easier. Yeah. And so. We have built tribe together. So since those first <laughs> beginning and you're like, hey, I'm doing this coaching thing. And I'm like, hey, like I'm trying to do this coaching thing. You are one of the founding members to Physician Coaching Alliance and actually an intimate member on the leadership team. I love Physician Coaching Alliance. I love it. Yeah, it's a really awesome community. We can put the link in the show notes so people can find out more about it. If, oh, yeah. If you're interested. Find out about it. And so, so yeah, so we've curated that together. And then I finally talked you into coming on Dr. Me First. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm not nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, in addition to all the just amazing, miraculous things that you do, tell us a little bit about your family and especially whenever you go on your travels across the world. Okay, cool. Well, starting with my family. I'm a divorced mom. I have adult children. The oldest is 36. I just, before we came on, I just counted it up and I went, oh my God, I have a 36 year old. So I have four kids and the youngest is 26. So I spread them out there, had them in medical school and residency in my first year out in practice. So I was a busy, busy woman who obviously burned out. <laughs> and you were married to medicine and also married to a physician. Yes, I was married to a, a fellow OBGYN in a small town where we had no call coverage. I highly, highly recommend you don't do that. <laughs> Isn't it amazing the lessons we learn from the University of Hard Knocks? <laughs> I know, which is why I see myself as an auntie elephant, the matron. You are the matron elephant. I love that illustration when you first taught me about that because I'm like, a hundred and fucking 10% Robin is my matron elephant who will protect me from the lions. hundred percent. Exactly. Yeah. Well, talk a little bit about your time in Tibet and how that's integrated into your life. Well, let's see. In 2016, I'd retired, what, three years earlier. I got a call and it was May. And I got this call that said, we need somebody to do cervical cancer screening in India. You want to go to India? And this was a friend of mine. And I said, sure. And then I said, okay, maybe I should talk to my husband. But within a day, I said, sure. I had no idea what I was getting into. But what it was is in northern India, in the Himalayas, 
there's a group of people that are Tibetan Buddhists who live in a very geographically isolated area in the mountains. The road isn't open throughout the year, just in the summer for like three months. And they have not had Western medicine. So we went there and we had no idea what we were going to do. I took my colposcope. My husband, he was really nice and he wrapped it up really nice and special. So it'd make that trip over that road and a bunch of speculums. I took those and a bunch of lube and myself and about 10 others. And we went over this journey, which just the road itself was a journey in itself. And we started a clinic there, Western Medicine, and we worked with the Amchis as well. And I love those people. And um, I've been going back in the summers every year since, except for this last year. Yeah. COVID screwed up your plans with that. You just have such amazing stories of just serving people. And the stories that you've shared in the past with me is just the their perspective of joy. Yeah, I got to, you know, I was really burnt out again by the time that I retired. But going to a place where there's just you and the patient, there's really not much else. You know, we had some medicines, we had some antibiotics, we had, you know, Tylenol, that kind of thing. But it really let me reclaim the joy because these are such a joyous people. They constitute themselves as, you know, tribe or village or a community. They don't see themselves as individuals. And so the other is as important as you are. And their joy is just infectious. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen a bunch of your pictures and you graciously sent me one that's on my desk now. And it, I think that's something that we miss in the Western world is when we get too wrapped up inside of our own head and we forget about all the sentient beings. You taught me that word, by the way. All the sentient beings. All the sentient beings. Yes. That's right. Well, Robin, that I don't know how else to introduce you other than you are so much more than just a friend to me. And I hope that people on the podcast can realize that I think the world of you. But I want to jump into your words today. So you gave me life after 50 is what we're going to talk about. And so I'm not close to 50. So I'm going to talk about it from like the life going into 50. There you go. But not off the record. Our title is Fuck at 50. So. Oh, yeah. That's what I call them. The Fuck at 50s. So talk a little bit about like why you picked Fuck at 50s and what you're doing with that. Well, I got to tell you, as an OBGYN, seeing women, you know, forever and ever and ever, and dealing with uh, menopausal women, having the privilege of taking care of them, I always noticed that my patients would get into their 50s, and it was like they'd say, fuck it, to everything that wasn't necessary. They were so strong. So I really looked forward. I was in my 40s, and I really looked forward to my 50s because of this. I saw some badass women who were up to things in their 50s. So I went into my 50s expecting to, you know, shake things up and to start focusing on what I wanted to do in the world rather than my children or, you know, the practice that was in a box. Yeah. And with that, then, like going in with those experts, because personally, as a woman who is approaching 40, like I think about 50s and I'm like, oh, my God, my boobs are going to sag and my va- vagina is going to dry all up. And like everybody talks about your boobs are going to sag. 
But, but you know, like it's all the bad things, like perimenopause and then menopause and like you get crazy for a while and like <laughs> so it kind of scares the shit out of me so i really love to hear like fuck it 50s is a really great time so going in with those expectations that like 50s is like the new 20s how did you flourish how did how were your 50s oh well my 50s were you know in this period of time i really it took it was hard to adjust to having no having kids at home you know no kids at home they were in college and then they were off and in their own lives and that was an adjustment and then I had to really evaluate what was important to me you know like what's the second half of my life going to be about and I decided it was working towards a world where all babies are born into love and safety I made that up it's like a mission statement and so I do that, you know, I get to get my doctor on in the summers, and then I support women who are taking care of families. I really, really wanted to make a difference with my colleagues because I was kind of pissed, actually, that things still happen that were happening to me when I went through residency and training and was out there in the world trying to make a living and have a family and, and, and. So that really motivated me to become a life coach. And to finally declare myself as a life coach for physicians. I love that. I love my colleagues. And I really, you know, medicine is great when you have the balance. So helping women find that, it's just, I don't know. It just gives me chills, actually. I did not know your mission statement was that you want all babies born into love and safety. But that makes so much more sense to me, knowing you now uh-huh. as the matron elephant. Because you really do. You love up on young mamas. You love up on people. Me, I don't have babies' babies anymore. But just the encouragement that you give and the coaching that you've given me and and reminding me that like even though you want to strangle them after they have drawn Sharpie on your walls, like... <laughs> Go love them. Go love yeah, on them. Exactly. If you want to feel better as a parent, you can always call me. <laughs> I've got a story for you. <laughs> exactly. And and I think that, you know, it just, I love that mission statement. You need to put that out into the world more, that you want all babies born into love and safety. Because that really is, I think, the pinnacle point of all the work you're doing over in the Himalayas. And specifically in your coaching, because you really are a women empowerment coach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what really has spoken to me. I It was a natural transition, actually, from OBGYN dealing with women and just loving them. And I found coaching through my own work and bringing that to women who take care of families and deliver babies. Yeah, that's important. Because we know statistically, you know, women make a majority of healthcare decisions. We know that national economies are built off of uh, exclusively like what's the health and wellness of your mothers and families. I did a talk recently with Dr. Sonel Patel on the fourth trimester and the work that she's doing. And she has some incredible research about like the financial gains of taking care of mamas. And I think to draw this back. I think too many times we think of other and we're like, oh, yeah, we need to take care of mother patient. We need to take care of our sisters, our cousins. But I really want to draw this in on us and the work that you're doing to take care 
of female physicians? Or what do you see right now in the fuck it 50s and in my age demographic that is really holding us back? I see moms working so hard and, you know, face it, things fall back on the mothers when it comes to families. So I see a ton of mom guilt, a ton. And then that goes with career guilt, right? Because you're not a good enough mother and you're not a good enough doctor. Both of those things happen. I mean, I know I felt that. Absolutely. And so I know you do a lot of mom guilt and career guilt work with women. Hell, you've done it with me. And so talk a little bit about the approach to like starting to break down the walls of those guilts, because honestly, they feel like a huge ass just containment. Like I think of like a jail wall with the barbed wire, like keeping me trapped in when I settle into like that mom guilt, that career guilt. Where do you have people go when they come to you and say, I'm really struggling with this? Well, where I have people go and, you know, I like to do this is. You know, so many times we cannot see, it seems selfish to take care of ourselves. And so I like to, in a meditative process, start women with self-compassion and self-love. And to do that, a lot of times you have to invoke doing that for other people. For some reason, we're really good at giving to other people, but not ourselves. So in one of my favorite prayer meditations, I like to take people to women to caring for, you know, we build out towards the whole world and then bring that back into themselves so they can access that. That's one of my favorite things to do because it's just so hard for us to learn that we have to care for ourselves first. That's where everything comes from. Mm, I do love that approach where you go broad and then you bring it back into self because it's almost like you give me and other people that I know that have worked with you, the permission to accept it. Because I think logically, like in our brain, we know we can give ourselves self-compassion, but there's some kind of block about like saying, I can accept this. I can have this and not be less than. Yeah. So if you see yourself connected to everything and you see yourself as important, mm. so that's why I like that prayer. Absolutely. I call it a prayer. It's Buddhist type prayer. I know. It's been so intriguing. You teaching me all this Buddhist stuff. It's It really has. Like, if uh, Again, another episode recently on Dr. Me First is where I talked about how burnout destroyed my faith. And, you know, I grew up extremely conservative Protestant. And it's just been amazing to, to see you, my matron forerunner, who is like, no, it's okay. <laughs> like, we're going to, I'm going to send you a picture of Buddha. And like, I'm going to do this prayer that feels totally different than anything that you've ever experienced and, and to be open to have kind of experiences. Well, you know, and I'm Christian, but, you know, even the Dalai Lama says that he doesn't want you to convert to Buddhism. He wants you to be a better Christian, be a better Jew, be a better Muslim. And we can use what Buddhism teaches us and what Buddha teaches us and be the better Christian. Absolutely. That's how I look at it. So right now, I know that you are onboarding new people to work with. 
You're very open to any kind of conversations. Talk a little bit about if someone has found this conversation today that we've had here on Dr. Me First intriguing, how do they get a hold of you? So actually, the best way to get a hold of me is to go to my website, and it's drally-hay.com. And I think you'll put a link. I will up. totally do that. Yes. Yeah. And just schedule a call with me. There's no charge for, you know, a half hour call. And um, I think what's important is finding the right fit for women. You know, who's going to fit with what you need. So I think that call is very important. Mm-hmm. There's nothing better than a really good fitting pair of jeans. I recently got a new pair. I'm wearing them right now, actually. <laughs> and it's like when you slide them on over your hips and they snap and they zip and they just feel like super sexy. Like there's nothing better than that. And so I give that comparison with coaching. Like there is nothing better than finding somebody that you can just jump head into a conversation with and feel heard and understood. And Dr. Robin Alley, hey, you are that person. Oh, thank you. I think that's the most important thing is a, a place to be heard. And that's the most important thing I do. Want to see what it's like to hang out in a group with me, to catch me live in person and around all the other amazing women who listen to this podcast? Well, I want to invite you to our monthly free, totally free, masterclass that happens the last Sunday of every single month at 2 p.m. Eastern time. That's right. So much fun, so much collective goodness all in one place. We're still doing the Be Happy Now series. And so I break down a topic each month that will help propel you into living a life where you can be freaking happy now. So if interested, jump on the website, burntouttobadass.com and sign up for this next month's masterclass. I can't wait to see you there. Such a great show with Dr. Robin. I just so appreciate her. I know it probably oozes through. (laughs) But I think she's amazing. She's a total badass. If you have any hesitations about coaching, she's a great one to start with. So go hang with her. And before we wrap this up and I do my kick of encouragement, I got to remind you, use that 15% off on On Time MD with Dr. Phil Bruchet. He can help you gain some control in your life, some focus and your time back, most importantly. So reach out at drpodcastnetwork.com backslash On Time MD. Use that code 2021 and get your booty going. All right, let's get into my kick of encouragement. So today, I'm going to talk about the invisible workload of women and how you can use your home to help you thrive. So, so important. So recently, I was talking with one of my clients. She's really struggling to like figure out what her next steps are because she knows like what she's doing is not sustainable. She's a single mom, and she's just been so flustered. And I was telling her about... What do you need to feel like when you walk into your home? And she's like, well, I need it to not be a total cluster. And I get that. Oh, Lord, do I get that. But there's so many times that we don't even allow ourselves to have a non-clustered house. 
Like we'll say, when I earn more money, then I'll hire a housekeeper. Or when I earn more money, then I'll get the food service. Or when I get to this place in practice, then we can have, you know, an in-home babysitter. I don't know, whatever the thing is. But like putting off the when I earn myth, I think is huge. Because, you know, for many women, Childcare and home stress is a significant stressor that holds them back from being successful in their life, in their career, and in their business. So why not invest into the thing that is most causing you to be stressed out? That's like saying, oh, you have 200 over 100 blood pressure, but I really think that we probably need to worry about your ingrown toenail on your right nail today. No, like you go to the place where the pain point is. And I have so much trouble a lot of times convincing people that you have got to nail it on your home life and on the things that are causing you the most stress before you try to like uproot everything else. Because your home team is just as important as your work and business team because it gives you freedom. It gives you mental space to do the work that you are best capable of and that gives you the most joy. I mean, I think it's so important to not have to worry about doing the boring, the mundane, the unpaid task, and that invisible workload that is thrown on us as women. Even if you have a super supportive spouse like I do and Mr. Wiseman, there are still things I know that we think about that need to get done. And I know one of the things that used to keep me back is like, if my kids don't see me cleaning or doing all the laundry, that Somehow I am doing a disservice to them. But the thing is, they'll figure it out when they move out of the house or as they get older and we assign them chores. I mean, I'll actually encourage them probably to outsource these tasks too so that they can do the things that they love. And, you know, we can get to think where that running a house can be like super extreme or super extravagant and expensive for you to do. But what I would say is start small and then upgrade as your life starts to upgrade. Like you don't have to do all the things today. Maybe you just need to hire a housekeeper once a month, or maybe you need to have the grocery delivery person, or you need the personal assistant to come do all the things on the list so that you can do what is best and greatest to you. Because here's the thing. I've seen so many women insist on having everything perfect and clean before they sit down and write or before they do a podcast or before they do charts or any number of things. But the thing is with housekeeping and these like domestic chores, there's never an end. They will always keep coming. There will always be demand. So every hour that you spend doing those things, you are negatively impacting your life by not being able to do the things that you need and want to do. So conversely, every hour you spend working on your business, on your practice, on yourself is a positive impact to the lives of your family for years to come. It's an investment that will pay off exponentially as you increase your joy and your happiness, your sense of control, autonomy, and power. Because housework is not only your responsibility. Even if you're not the main breadwinner, It is okay not to be scrubbing your toilets. I just want to say that. It is okay. Just because your partner doesn't agree to pay for a cleaner until your business, quote unquote, makes more money, 
maybe it's time for the house to be a little bit dirtier or the laundry to stack up or them to figure out how to make some dinner for themselves. Because here's the thing, outsourcing household tasks or home-based tasks is highly symbolic of what your time is worth. Even if you're making, you know, multiple six figures, the opportunity cost is so high for you to be doing these small, inexpensive, and frankly, energy-sucking activities. So instead of cleaning your bathroom, you need to be out there doing the next thing that is going to bring you a fulfilling life. There's been times, honestly, when my housekeepers come over, and they typically come over on Thursday mornings, where I finished a workout, and I am literally lounging in my hot tub while they are cleaning. And yeah, at first, I used to feel bad about it. Like, oh my God, how can I be like such an elitist that I'm sitting here? But actually, when I have my routine in place where I've gotten kids to school um, and I'm going about my day, I've done my workout, I'm doing the soak to get my muscles all good and ready for the day, like that is the routine I need so I can show up and be my best self. And so maybe... This will encourage them that if you want a hot tub, get a hot tub. Or if you want a different kind of job where you can sit in the hot tub at nine o'clock in the morning, then that's what we need to help work you towards instead of me shrinking and being smaller. Let's make everybody's life bigger. Because guess what? There's enough money to go around. There is plenty of money. And I think when we get into the mentality of like, oh, if I'm too much or I spend too much, then someone else will not have enough is like, no, it's total, total bullshit because there is an abundance of so much more. Oh, I could get totally ranty and keep going on all of this. But the point is here is that you really need to look at what can you outsource? Cleanings, errands, cooking, laundry, childcare. Maybe it's lawn maintenance. Even though I love mowing the lawn, like I probably need to look to get somebody to do it. Is it food shopping? Is it getting a personal assistant to help like do all the mom tasks that we have to do and run around? Just pick one thing that will free up your energy because you have the permission to create an easy life for yourself so that you can focus on growing you. All right, my friends, thank you so much for hanging with me on this kick of encouragement. Thanks, Robin, for coming on the podcast. And remember, your life, your calling, your pulse matters.